or open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, could, could I, I have EPI? EPI? Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis really is pizza for all. Whether you're thinking meat mania, vegan victory, vegetarian virtuousness, or whatever you want to name your pizza, Woodstock's Pizza has it. They have over 35 fresh toppings to choose from, four different crust options, including cauliflower and gluten-free, and cheese choices that include vegan and dairy-free. Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis really is pizza for all. Woodstock's Pizza Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis. Tommy's 4th Street Barn Grill is open again for indoor dining. Check out Tommy's daily breakfast, lunch, and dinner specials. And if you're really into breakfast, it's served all day, every day. The Lounge at Tommy's has a full bar with TVs, pool tables, and Oregon lottery games. Stop by Tommy's 4th Street Bar and Grill, a local area favorite for over 20 years, on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. I'm Dennis Silvers, the golf guru, here with another Golf Minute to punch your way to better scores. I think one of the most overlooked shots in golf is the punch shot. It flies with a piercing lower than normal trajectory that amazingly stops with more spin than a shot hit with your standard full swing. The lower trajectory allows the ball to maintain its flight pattern without ballooning and falling short of your target. Here's how to do it. You can hit a punch shot with any iron but remember to factor in a loss of distance equal to about one club. Your goal is to get the club face as square to the target as possible at impact with your weight firmly on your left side. A punch shot is usually a three-quarter swing, playing the ball slightly back of center with your hands slightly forward and about 70% of your weight on your front foot. So remember, when playing into the wind, punch right through it by hitting solid punch shots. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. If I'm not commuting anymore, where do I really want to live? While you handle life's questions, Merrill Guided Investing helps you manage your portfolio and invest for your next move with the option to work with an advisor at a low cost and minimum. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillEdge.com slash goals to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated, both a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC-insured or not bank-guaranteed and may lose value. Okay. Indeed knows unexpected demand can stretch your business thin. Uh, Leon speaking. Like at Leon's Plumbing. Sorry, quick as we can get there is next Friday. To stay out of hot water, he needs to get started hiring right. Right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. It's with joy that the student athletes are returning to the fields and courts. But it doesn't feel quite the same. Where have the people gone? Seems like there's no one hanging on. Cut out, cut out, cut out, cut out. What is this cut out talk? In 2020-21, the people may be cutouts, but there are still games and there are still tailgate shows. They're still broadcast. And through it all, there is still the Joe Beaver Show, a place to gather at proper distances to talk about it all. 
to talk about what we do have. And it looks like we're ready to give it one more try. So, such as it is, we're ready to give it one more try with John and Mike and the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. The most outstanding player of the Pac-12 tournament leading the Beavers to the glorious three-game run, Walreth Alatiche. John will join us in five minutes. That's a great get. That's a great. the downward dog phone line. Have you had any conversations with him before? We, you and I had one early on oh, a podcast. yes, that's right. So the podcasts are all archived, right? I mean, people can yeah. go back if they kind of yeah. want to hear Will Reef's story. OSUBeavers.com. OSUBeavers.com backslash podcasts. Find, you can go back and find the Will Reef Alatiche one, which we did pretty early in the year. Yeah. A while back earlier in the year when we were all saying, well, Will Reef, when you guys run the table, in Vegas and go to the NCAA tournament, what, what's that moment going to be like? We didn't exactly ask that at the time. And no one exactly foresaw that at the time that we had that conversation with Walreath. But, John, what a run. Well, you know, Don McClain, are we okay, by the way? Yeah, I'm just making some adjustments. Making it was some adjustments, which is the key to life. Correct? A little light at the beginning, but now you it's perfect. Okay, we, we'll have Warith Alatiche on in just a few minutes on the Joe Beaver Show. In fact, we'll be taking a break momentarily. And then we'll talk about the run in Vegas and Don McClain and Ashley Adamson together summing it all up in the studio. When I got home from the game, rewatched the game against Colorado a couple of times, enjoyed it thoroughly, watching it again, watched the post-game stuff and the celebration and the snow angels and the orange and black confetti. The beautiful thing is the ESPN people left the feed on for us, their raw live feed. So even though it didn't go over the air, we were sitting in the Research Stadium Beaver Sports Property Suites booth watching the entire celebration and trophy presentations and the orange and black confetti and the players getting laying down and making snow angels in them and just reveling in what Don McClain said to Ashley Adamson was unreal <laughs> and from out of nowhere. One, and he said one of the best stories we've ever had in the history of the Pac-12 tournament, and it was. And the guy who helped lead the way to it was so many others. Walreath Alatiche will join us, and then we'll have plenty of time after that to get into open phones, your own sense of what that was like as a fan, to watch it, to experience it. And I hope for many of you sort of a revival of love and belief and affection for Oregon State men's hoops, which is, it's been a, a long, it's been a long, tough season with a lot of swings of emotion, a roller coaster ride of a season. It's been a tough three decades in a sense in terms of how often do you get back to the dance after being a perennial for so many years. Mm-hmm. So just some of your thoughts. Uh, we hope you're chewing on that, meditating on that, and we'll share some thoughts with us a little bit later. Let me play for you a real short soundbite from Maurice Kalu on what yeah. he did immediately afterward. First thing I did when I got my phone was call my mom. She was happy for me, and it's just amazing. It's an amazing feeling. You know, and how about and he was one of the stars of the game, kind of out of nowhere, too. It's a tremendous story on many levels, but the most outstanding player in the Pac-12 tournament of champions, the Beavers of the champions, Walreath Alatiche joins us next on 1240 Joe Radio. Trump's Hobbies has been serving the area since 1972 and is a proud supporter of schools, clubs, and groups throughout the Mid-Valley. 
Drum says the area's largest selection of radio-controlled cars, boats, airplanes, and helicopters, plus drones, plastic models, model trains, fantasy games, collector cards, and modeling tools, parts, paints, and supplies. Whether you're an experienced modeler or just starting out, Trump's is there to help. Build it, drive it, fly it. Trump's Hobbies in the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis, bringing enjoyment to life. Have you seen Highland Bull's expanded Strike Zone Lounge? Stop by for a burger, pizza, a hot or a cold sandwich, or a salad. There's appetizers and snacks, too. And the prices are so low on beer and spirits, it's like happy hour all day. Enjoy your favorite Oregon lottery games, too. Highland Bowl. It isn't just for bowlers anymore. Stop by and check out the expanded Strike Zone Lounge at Highland Bowl on 9th Street in Corvallis. We sell them up, you knock them down. Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Go Beavs. This is Mike Parker for Evenflow Plumbing, your trusted award-winning plumber for the Mid-Valley. Evenflow specializes in complete plumbing and drain cleaning solutions for residential and commercial jobs. They treat your home like it's their home, and their flat rate pricing means no surprises at the end of the job. Evenflow takes pride in doing the job right the first time. Just call 541-738-8853 for all your plumbing needs. When you need a pro, go with the flow. Evenflow Plumbing. OSU Beaver football alum Randy Holmes is happy to announce that Angry Beaver Grill is open for dine-in Tuesday through Sunday from 3 to 10 p.m. with happy hour specials from 3 to 5. Get the favorites, including Angry Beaver's choice flat iron steak or salmon dinner, Reuben and French dip sandwiches, burgers, and the Gables recipe, chicken bisque soup, and garlic croutons. Take in MLB and NBA action on the 22 big screens or relax in Angry Beaver's newly expanded outdoor seating area. Support local at Angry Beaver Grill on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Kick off spring with a new Kawasaki Jet Ski Personal Watercraft from Power Motorsports. Get great deals like the new 2021 Jet Ski SXR starting at $99.99. This watercraft delivers a good time with comfort and confidence. Or the Jet Ski Ultra 310X with three passenger seating starting at $15,499. Built for a cruise on the lake or the ocean. Join Power Motorsports Kawasaki Watercraft Open House March 20th from 9 to 4 in Sublimity. Good times, great prices, and more. Visit PowerMotorsports.com. The Joe Beaver Show continues. Mike Parker with John Warren. John, I haven't even had a chance to say, I'll say it now, with our guest, the most outstanding player of the Pac-12 tournament, Warith Alatishe, joining us, helping to lead the Beavers into the NCAA tournament in Indianapolis. I found out yesterday morning that they're sending me, too. So I've been calling these games remotely and working off the the monitors of either ESPN or the Pac-12 Network or Fox or whatever the case may be, it's going to be a true delight to get back there. I won't be able to interact much with the players and coaches. In fact, much, probably not at all. Mm -hmm. But to be able to be there in the Banker's Life Fieldhouse for the game against Tennessee and call it in person will be uh, one of the highlights of the career that I've been blessed to have. But I'm not sure that... the baseball runs and national championships speaks for, speak for themselves. Yeah, Those yeah. are glorious times that, that are amongst the, the great moments I've ever had to call. 
but the three nights in Vegas, John, are right up there yeah. in terms of a team coming together and seemingly, as people were saying, coming out of nowhere. Those guys in their own hearts weren't coming out of nowhere. They've been mm-hmm. buying in and believing for a long time now, and that includes Warith Alatiche, who's kind enough to join us through the exhilaration and exhaustion of the run and arriving in Indianapolis and all the things the guys have already had to subject themselves to in terms of testing and waiting for rooms to open. They sat in a conference room for over three hours upon arrival. I'm sure that for Warith and the guys, though, it, it, nothing matters. It's just a joy to be there. And Warith is kind enough to join us. Warith, congratulations to you. What is your mood right now? Exhausted, but still riding a high from winning the Pac-12 tournament championship? Thank you for having me. Uh, I think you said it perfectly. That's exactly how me and all the guys are feeling. Even though we was here waiting in the ballroom for three hours, none of that changed our mood. We're extremely excited to be here. Well, congratulations for getting there, Woolreath. And when when people were talking about how unreal it is and what coming from out of nowhere, what an amazing run. I get that, and you probably do too, from a from a national perspective, and maybe even within the conference itself. But you guys don't seem surprised per se. Give us a little bit about your belief in your buy-in collectively to do what you just did and go to the NCAA tournament. You had to believe it was possible. Right, right. Everybody on the team thought it was possible. It wasn't one game where we thought we wouldn't win. We go into every game with a winner mentality. And um, just just like you said, uh, I think we're playing our best basketball right now. I think all the guys are pretty confident. I think we've gotten a lot better over the uh, year, and I just think we're going to keep getting better. Warith Alatiche joining us. That said, Warith, what about the when you did stay together, stick together, and work through some tough times early, some difficult home losses a big loss to Arizona. How did you weather all of that? What did you do personally? What did you guys do collectively to just hang in there through some of those challenging times and get to where you've gotten to? Uh, after the Arizona loss, that kind of left like a bad taste in everyone's mouth. But we knew that if we wanted to be better, we couldn't dwell on it. We knew we had to put it behind us and use it as a lesson. And I think all of those bad losses at home – we just use that as a lesson to get where we're at now. Can you recall, Warith, any one point in the middle of the year where things clicked? Is there any one spot? Because there was a, you know, some losses early in the season that you would think we should not have lost that game. And then all of a sudden you started turning it around. Can you recall any reason or anything or any time where that might have started? Yeah, uh... Um, I think we had a couple embarrassing losses, but I think the one that did it was Arizona. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that that left a bad taste in everyone's mouth, and everyone wanted to be better for me. Arizona was. I think I think Arizona was a turning point for the team. Well, Reith Alatiche, the most outstanding player in the Pac-12 tournament, joining us. As the Beavers will practice a little bit later today, just getting their practice schedule and so on. Well, Reith, let's go back to Vegas a little bit. You had. In the overtime win over UCLA, the best overall game of your career with a career high, you were down 16 early in that thing. It almost seemed like the season in microcosm in a sense, that you're down big early, people expect you to lose, and you found a way to hold it together and come back. Tell us a little bit about the mentality of the team when you were down early and what you were able to do the rest of the way. Uh, Yeah, we don't don't stop playing to the... uh 
and the clocks uh, run out. But, yeah, I think this is a, like a gritty group. I know that if we're down, that we have the will to fight back. You never look at it as like anything other than that. And I think we also have the talent to fight back. So I think that's, that's just what was on display for everybody in Vegas. When you were playing, you beat Oregon on Friday night in the semifinals, and you had Colorado the next day. You had a big split with them, getting crushed by them one time, but a close loss the second time. What was the mindset going into the championship game, and how much did you really did you study, or was the hay in the barn? You were it was just a matter of getting out there and playing. Uh, we we definitely studied them, but uh, but like I said, uh, I think we're playing our best basketball right now. I don't think we're the same team we were when we played them the first two times. I think uh, everybody can see that, and I think we play with a chip on our shoulder. No doubt, Warita. Warita Alatiche, our guest here on the Joe Beaver Show. All right, so you win, you do the you do the snow angels and the confetti, and everybody's happy. At what point did you start to think, oh, who are we going to play? Uh, I'd say as soon as all the guys got back to the hotel, we all kind of just uh, hung around each other for a little bit because we were still like just so happy from the win, and then we all just sat down, and we started talking, just wondering who who was going to play. And I think that's around the time we started thinking about that. You got a tough matchup, and I'm sure the coaches will have a full scouting report on Tennessee to, be go to begin to go to work on. Let's hold off on that, Warith. Maurice Kalou and, and other players that shared their thoughts, including you, after the game. What was the raw emotion like for you, that sense of joy and exhilaration? I saw hugs all around. I saw snow angels in the orange and black confetti. Maurice said he called his mom right away to celebrate with her. What did you do in those few minutes on the court in Vegas when it just looked like a beautiful scene of celebration? How did you celebrate it? And if you talked to your family, give us a little bit of that sense for you. Uh, It's funny that you asked that. When McKinley Wright missed the shot, it didn't hit me that we won at first. I was just standing. <laughs> then when I seen the bench run over to the court, that's when I started running over, hugging everybody, making snow angels. I ended up calling my dad in the locker room, and my brother, they were extremely happy for me. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, at times, there are mo- it sounds like for you, a, mom- a moment in time, it's over. We've won it. And <laughs> It took a while to process it. Wayne Tinkle. Yeah, and, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wayne Tinkle himself said it was going to take a while for it to sink in, but it looked like there was just sheer joy there for all of you. What's it been like to go through this season, Warith, with those guys, your teammates, your brothers, the coaches? The It's a pretty small core group of people. What has it been like to go through it with all of them and that joy on the court to be part of after the win Saturday and night? And coming in as a transfer. Uh, I mean, it's been lovely. I love these guys. Uh we all feed off each other. We're all underdogs. We're all counted out. So that makes it just that much better. So yeah, I love playing with these guys. Tell us a little bit about what you guys did. You got on a plane and went straight to Indy. And is it true that you're in your own rooms by yourself and there's a lot of restrictions? How are they pulling this off in this, uh, you know, everybody in one town kind of a deal? Yeah, it's a lot of restrictions. Everybody's in their own room. Uh, we can't order food. We can't go out into the hallway, things like that, just to uh, minimize any type of like contact, just to make sure nobody is spreading COVID. But it's all worth it, though, right? Has this whole season, yeah. Warreath, been worth everything you've had to go through, all the testing, the quarantinings and protocols and guidelines, et cetera, et cetera? Do you feel like even if you hadn't gone to the NCAA tournament, 
that it's all been worth going through. No, it's all definitely been worth going through. I've never been in I've never been in the NCAA tournament, so this is a first. This is a dream come true. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, it, it's, it's such a great story. Last couple of things, Warith. He has a practice coming up. The guys are going to get ready for Tennessee, and we'll be talking more about it here on the Joe Beaver Show. Your own game, Warith. When you talk about we got better as a team, you yourself are playing the best basketball of your life right now, as is Rod Rieg. Maurice Kalou comes back and gives you a huge game. But for your own game, Warith, what did you work on from the beginning of your time at Oregon State to where you are now, the things that have developed for you in your own game? Uh, uh, like I've been saying all year, I, I've been working on my shots, still working on my ball, ball handling. But I think what uh, I think what really changed and what really uh, happened to me was everything. Like after a couple of games, everything just clicked. Everything slowed down. I processed it a lot, like faster in my head. I became more confident, uh, more confident, more comfortable. So I, I think that was what happened with me. I, everything just clicked for me. That jump hook, that the ability to spring off the floor and get that one-handed jump hook off from a variety of spots, and even Warith, is that something you brought with you, or is that too developed as this season's gone along? Uh, I feel like that's something I've always had with me because I I play in the post and I'm not stronger than most of the guys that I play. So I have to score over them using my athleticism. So I kind of just jump over them and try to get a hook shot in real quick. So then the things that have developed, though, you've been able to square up and hit mid-range stuff. You still want to – is it still off the bounce? You want to kind of keep that part of your game growing? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the shooting. Like, I want to I come back next year and become a way better player, become a way different player. Who, worries could you say has improved the most over the course of this year? I say have improved the most, or just you know that you feel is hot right now. I mean, really, really playing good okay. basketball. Okay, uh, okay. Um, we already know what to expect out of Ethan, uh, Jared, and Zach. But I say who has improved the most would have to be out of Rodriguez and the spark that Gianni brings us off the mm-hmm. bench. Yeah, especially yeah, lately for Gianni. Guys, those two guys, yeah. Hey, Warith, we know you got to practice. you got to get onto a bus. Somebody will come guide you down the hallway, down the elevator, and onto the bus. I understand that's the world you're in. We really appreciate you taking time for us. We're thrilled, we're thrilled for you and the guys. Look forward to seeing you uh, Friday at Banker's Life Fieldhouse against Tennessee. Congratulations to you and from all of us in Beaver Nation. Thanks for joining us, Warith. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, Reith Alatiche, great uh, kid. Yeah, I, I could. I almost felt like he was probably beginning to get dressed for something was going on back there. He had other activities to get ready for. Sean Scheffler, who helped arrange it, and Sean told me this morning. He said, "Bro, the requests are. I mean, interview requests pouring in. Yeah, and he's trying to line up as many people as he can to accommodate. But that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Whether it's a, the beauty of a bandwagon. I, I'm curious as we go to break." If any of you are sort of jumped back in, and I mean this, I don't mean that you ever completely wavered or lost faith. And well, but I did run into a guy the other day. Yeah, I think I shared this with you. I said, "How about that Beaver win last night?" And he said, "Oh, did they? They played." <laughs> and this is a guy that's been heart and soul Beaver fan his whole life. Yeah. We've we've had many conversations on various sports over the years, so. It's not as though he's fully indicative, 
of the mood or attitude of Beaver Nation. But when he asked me, when he asked me, when Jason, I won't give his last name, but when Jason asked me, did they play last night? This is after they beat UCLA in overtime. Yeah. That took me aback a little bit. That he, he, he the weirdness of the year or yeah. whatever else, and I, he wasn't aware they were playing UCLA. I, I would think that some of that could be more checkout, uh, or not checkout, but more confusion of the whole COVID situation right. versus checkout. It could be. I mean, he's still yeah. beaver through and through, but... What and then when I told him, yeah, and they're playing Oregon in the semis. Oh, oh man, I'll be watching that. It's like I'm wondering if if Jason's story is at all yeah. indicative of any of you this past week. Where well, if they beat UCLA, yeah, I'll watch the semifinal. I mean, are have you been locked in from every moment? Are you getting kind of a a revival of an old feeling, getting swept up into some momentum? Don McLean calls it unreal. Others say the Beavers come out of nowhere, and maybe even in your own life they come out of nowhere to knock you off your feet. Like, oh, wow, this is fun. This is good. I wasn't expecting this. So in terms of your own fandom and experience of a Pac-12 run, a Pac-12 tournament championship, your thoughts about what it's been like to kind of, does it feel good to be back? And kind of, oh, man, go Beavs. Here we go. This is good stuff. If you could share your own thinking, and I realize that here on the Joe Beaver Show, generally day-to-day we're talking to the cognoscenti, the insiders, the people that care about everything that goes on, about every sport and the activities and triumphs within every sport. So I know that in asking that question here, many of you, oh, yeah, I followed it from every tip, every pass, every chest pass, every jump hook by war. I followed them all year long. I get that. I'm wondering if you, though, are honest enough to say, well, I've kind of gotten reinvigorated. And I'm just wondering about your own circle of life that people that don't call us, that don't listen to the Joe Beaver show, that have suddenly become aware again and are pretty psyched and it's March Madness and there's brackets out and the Beavers are part of it. If you just want to share some of your thoughts from your own mind and heart, but also kind of within the circle, your family members and friends that are, oh, man, the beeves are in, here we go. And they haven't really been paying that much attention, but they certainly are now. Any thoughts along those lines? Let's take a break. 497-5356, would love to hear from you. Your experience of the tournament, whatever else, as the beavers run the table in Vegas to go to Indianapolis. 497-5356 on the Downward Dog phone line and the University Honda text line. Locally owned and operated for over 30 years, Corvallis Floor Covering would like to thank their many friends and customers for your continued support and looks forward to working with you on your next remodeling project. Stop by and see Wendy, Robin, or Brian and check out their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, vinyl, laminate tile, wood floorings, and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beavs! Hey, Beaver Nation, this is Mike Parker. I want to talk about my experience at the Barbers in Corvallis. Rachel at the Barbers has been cutting what hair I have for many years. Not only do I get a great haircut, but also a hot leather neck shave, a shampoo and scalp massage, a soothing neck and shoulder massage, free popcorn and soda, a TV at every station to watch all the games. Discover for yourself why over 2,000 guys a month go to the Barbers. 
Check them out on 9th Street in Corvallis, the Barbers, where I go and guys go for great cuts. Your locally owned and operated Oregon Qdoba Mexican Eats are happy to announce that their dining rooms are now back open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily with limited contact carryout curbside pickup and third-party delivery options all available until midnight. So visit your closest Qdoba Mexican Eats or order online for lunch or dinner to enjoy a fast handcrafted meal prepared with fresh ingredients and innovative flavors. For that late night craving, use the Qdoba app or order online at Qdoba.com. Qdoba Mexican Eats, made fresh, always flavorful. If your RV or trailer is sitting in storage or out in the rain this winter, let Guarantee pay you cash for your rig. Cash for Campers means no more storage and no more worries. My name is Bo and I live in Cottage Grove. Cash for Campers put over $10,000 in my pocket. We were waiting until summer to sell our trailer, but Guarantee gave us cash right now. Guarantee will give you $500 if we can't beat any Oregon dealer's written offer on your late model RV in good condition. My name is Jessica and I live in Springfield. Thanks to Guarantee, we no longer have a monthly storage bill and we have more than enough money to remodel our kitchen. Trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, motorhomes, they all qualify for cash for campers. I'm Paul. Uh, We have been stuck at home for about nine months now. Guarantee made it really easy for us. No hassles. They came and picked up our fifth wheel at our house and delivered our check. Text RV for me to 55678 for special offers or visit Guarantee.com. That's RV, the number Number four, me to five five six seven eight. Guarantee RV is here to help you put cash in your pocket. We continue on the Joe Beaver Show. We have a taker <clears throat> had to waylay our market manager, general manager of our radio stations here in the Mid Valley. Had to waylay him in the hall, but he actually waylaid me in answering the question as I stepped out into the hall. We have open phones and open text line four nine seven fifty three fifty six. Brought to you by Downward Dog on the telephone. The University Honda text line, the same number, 4975356. We're sort of looking for your story, your experience, and maybe even within your circle, your sphere of influence and friends, how you've sort of been taking in this remarkable, amazing, seemingly out of nowhere run. Did you see it coming in any way? Were there times along the way this year you say, you know, the Beavers can really beat anybody, and they can get beat by anybody. The season itself, the schedule kind of seemed to show that out. So whatever your level of thought, thinking, uh, emotions about this whole thing, we'd love to hear from you. Now, Jason Henson, this is not the Jason who was unaware that the Beavers beat UCLA. This is a guy <laughs> locked sure? into all things I'm Oregon unaware. State. Jason, thanks for coming by. But <laughs> as I walked into the hall, you said you experienced exactly what I was talking it about. Was Tell exactly, us the story. Exactly the same thing that you were describing. <clears throat> uh, neighbor, diehard basketball <laughs> fan, follows I mean, everything. He's almost up to your level of stats keeping and, and things like that. And uh, the it was near the end of the game. The Beavers were up. Uh, I've You know, the fever excitement is going, and you, you're looking for people to text and share the excitement with. And uh, he happened to be outside. And I can't you believe it? The Beavers are up with, you know, minutes to go and, and dead in the face. Huh? They're playing. Right. Wow! Yeah, the Pac-12 championship. It's on. It, well, when is that? Like next? Next? No, it's on now. Oh, I gotta go. So he scrambles into the scrambles house. into the house to go and and uh, wow. and check it out on the stream or on TV. But uh, it was it was eerie uh, the, knowing that this person was an employee of the university, knowing that they're a diehard basketball mm-hmm. fan, and. No clue that... uh, What's that indicative of in your sense, Jason? I think that because 
COVID has been so up and down and, and the consistency of everybody is thrown off. So I, I think that people just, they're out of the rhythm. They're not able to go to the game. So there's just, people just aren't tracking. I think that's accurate. I mean, I think that must be it. For my friend, Jason, uh, who was unaware that the Beavers had beaten UCLA in overtime the night before. Not only was he not watching it until I told him the next morning. He did, he had, it hadn't even crossed his plate. Right. And he, this guy, for years, we've talked about every basketball player that's ever come through Oregon say, hey, can, is Jared Cunningham good? Can he play at the next level? How's Ahmad Starks outside shooting right. game? Stuff like that over the years. And he didn't know the Beavers just beat UCLA. Right. I just said that something's – this whole – if, if any – then could tell me we don't need to be reminded it's been a weird year but conversations like that underscore just how what a strange time it is it, yes i think people's routines are just upended and i definitely think not having the fans be able to attend games in person is it's it's diminished engagement yeah i think the university has done everything within their power to try to keep engagement going we're doing it uh you know here on the air but it's just difficult to do when people they don't have that in-person experience available i think it's just diminished engagement not that there is any animosity or anything that's changed people still love oh that's great you know they're fantastic (laughs) go beeves but uh the but the attention it just isn't there. I hope it will be Friday in uh, Bankers Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis <laughs> when the Beavers play Tennessee. I think you'll maybe get all eyeballs and ears back in. Uh, if, we hope so. If going to the big dance doesn't uh, get people's attention, uh, what can? Jason, thank you for uh, Thanks, for guys. being willing to be waylaid and jump on the uh, microphone here. Now back to work to sell this tournament, right? <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. We've got uh, a couple of Daves. Uh, the... One of my favorites growing up, and always will be, he helped instill in me uh, a love of reading when I was a young kid. Yeah, uh, Theodore Geisel, a.k.a. Dr. Seuss, mm-hmm. and one of Dr. Seuss's books was entitled Too Many Daves, <laughs> where everybody in the village was named Dave. We have back-to-back Daves coming up. We'll start with uh, Dave locally and then go to the Great North in Tumwater. But first of all, local Dave on the Joe Beaver Show on the Downward Dog phone line. Good morning, Dave. Oh, good. I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad you got me in before uh, Tom Water. <laughs> Not sure I have enough uh, time left on my break for that call. Um, <laughs> hey, I I, uh, I I took your question as a challenge. I almost uh, put myself out there, almost in an embarrassing fashion, to to admit that at uh, at one point this year, I first of all I thought extremely talented team or extremely talented players and not a very good team. And um, hoped that they could put it together by the end of the season, and, and they obviously have at this point. Um, but I, I questioned uh, not necessarily the Beavers themselves, always going to be a huge fan, but whether uh, Tinkle was actually the right fit because uh, up till now, I think I think his four best recruits was a you know legacy in GP two, and then and three coaches kids. Um, so I question, you know, can this guy really recruit? Can he really coach anybody except his kids? Um, and, and maybe this is exactly what he needed was mm-hmm. um, not not family to coach. You know, I think I think Casey talked about the same thing. You know, give his kid a chance to play without playing underneath him. Um, one of the reasons why he might have stepped down, but uh, you know, maybe that's part of it. Is uh, 
it's just tough to coach your own kids. Um, he's he's done a fantastic job of turning this team around and really going out and finding guys and getting guys and getting to buy in. So yeah, I mean there was a time even probably a month ago that I said, man, I if I don't know if Tinkle's going to make it to next year if he doesn't put a team together this year hmm. and put some wins together and do something with it. So Dave, thank you for your candor on that, and I hope now. I mean. The Beavers have won six of their last seven and three straight in Vegas, and they've come together at the right time in a beautiful way. And I think, and, and thanks for the call, Dave. Always good to hear from you. We'll jump to Tumwater here in a moment. I do think that, you know, losing his son, Trace, the all-time leading scorer, and Kyler Kelly really compelled. The staff has done a tremendous job of finding the diamonds in the rough, like Warreth Alatiche. Yeah, that was a yeah. that was a great find. And the transfer portal can really help you out. And Warreth like you mentioned when he was on, really improved from the beginning of the year to now. And it, it's a, it's a stronger league. It's stronger competition mm-hmm. uh, than where he came from. So, no, that's that's a good point. And big Rodriguez Della. Yeah. You know, so the development of guys. More offense from him. And Roman Silva becoming more of a factor down the stretch. Gianni Hunt's lightning quick play, effective mm-hmm. play at both ends of the court. A good story. A very yeah. good Oregon State story. Really proud and thrilled for the guys. And grateful that I get a chance. I haven't been on an airplane since I came back from Vegas on March 13th a year ago. I'll be on one Wednesday for the first time in the pandemic era, flying back to Indianapolis, getting ready to call in person the Beavers in Tennessee from the Banker's Life Fieldhouse. And then I hope a rematch, a, a, a game with Richie McKay, uh, you know, the following <laughs> well, uh, they, they would have to be Sunday. Uh, who, Oklahoma State? Yeah, that's all. Just Cade Cunningham and the number one draft yeah, pick. And yeah. Me. But, Richie, wouldn't that be amazing? I wonder if Mitch <laughs> was thinking, Mitch hired Richie McKay. He knows the yeah. Oregon State landscape. Well, let's just do this and this. We get a couple upsets here. It would be It was so weird to Wayne watch. versus Richie. And I said, oh, my gosh, I told Kemp. I know him. Yeah. I worked with him. With we, Mitch. We just had yeah. him on the show. Yeah. He's been on the show a couple of times yeah. of late. But Let's go to Tumwater, who doesn't – I'm not – over the years, with Dave from Tumwater, yeah. we've talked a lot of Beaver football, a lot of Beaver baseball. Rarely have we talked about Beaver hoops, and I don't know if he even has any opinion whatsoever about Wayne Tinkle and the Beaver men's basketball program. We haven't talked about it really much at all over the years, Dave. But I know you care about the brand, about what the Beavers do in all sports from the sense of showing us what's possible – and whatever you chose to call about, I'm asking you. This is an example, though, of great coaching, I think, and what's possible in Corvallis. Coming out of nowhere, whatever the people want to say, the Beavers are the Pac-12 tournament champions. Mike, like a quarterback in the pocket who has a sense of where the rush is coming from, you anticipated my <laughs> approach perfectly. This is my first, and perhaps it'll be the only call I've ever made about Beaver basketball. So uh, you're right. I, I don't really follow the sport. Um, uh, I, I was uh, uh, clearly attracted to it. And, indeed, I think I would go so far as to say that the game, what was that, Saturday night? I can't remember when yeah. the final was. was the first time I can ever remember watching a Beaver basketball game from beginning to end, mm-hmm. although I was listening to your call on the radio, and I want to come back to that. But call me a front runner if you like. I don't care. I was just kind of attracted to the drama of it, mm-hmm. and I watched the game. By the way, it's snowing here in Tumwater. Oh, wow. Just, just, so, just wow. Uh, uh, light flurries. It's nothing okay. like they got back in Wyoming and Colorado. So here's just a few quick thoughts uh, uh, on the theme of the day. This Alatiche 
kid. You know who he reminds me of, Mike? Physique, demeanor, uh, so, some of uh, his yeah. approach to the game. He looks to me like a young Bill Russell out hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Kind of quick, the, the hook shot kind right. of uh, approach to the game. That's, that's who he, he reminds me of. Mm-hmm. But, Mike, I want to I finish. I'm I'm happy for the brand, like you say, and I will watch the game uh, when they when the, when the tournament comes comes up. But you know who I'm happy for? I'm happy. I'm happy for the kids. I'm happy for Wayne. I agree with uh, Dave's call. He really needed a big year, uh, and uh, he and he and he pulled it out good for him. But I'm happy for you, Mike. And here's and, and for the re- all the reasons you be- began to a dumb break, being able to follow the team on the road, et cetera. But I just want to close with this, that because this was the first time I ever listened to you do a call from beginning to end. I just want to end. You know how much I'm a student and a fan of radio and broadcasting history mm-hmm. and, I, and never having had an occasion. I just want to compliment you on one aspect of your approach to calling a game, and that is you, you know I believe that in a broadcast frequently, less is more letting the game breathe. And when you're making a call and it's being launched from beyond the three-point line and, and you, you, you express it, but the shot is up, from, and then there's one beat, two beat, and, and you don't, you're just kind of waiting, and then, <laughs> Mike, it's just gold. It's just great broadcasting. I just want to compliment you on that. Thank um, you. Well, Chris, I mean, we were watching the game, and you were a little ahead yeah. of the feed here, yeah. uh, just a microsecond. And so, but nonetheless, uh, just that one beat, two beat, it's just great radio. I just want to compliment you. Have a great trip. Thank I don't you, know if I'll call back again later in the week, but I just wanted to share those few thoughts with you. Dave, thank you so much, and, and no apologies ever necessary for jumping on a bandwagon or being a front runner to, to come into – you know, an enjoyment of Beaver Hoops at this time. I hope you're being joined by many others who who may have been away for a while. This team has brought you, them back. The more the better, right, Dave? I mean, that's what these kinds of runs can do. It can galvanize a fan base, bring a lot of people in who maybe hadn't been in or had been away for a long time. That's a beautiful thing, I think. Well, remember the conversation you and John, actually it was John's great point. He talked about the flame going out. Now, I wouldn't argue the point that the pandemic is certainly depressed enthusiasm. No question that's the case. But the larger point, I think Dave was alluding to this with the previous call, that the flame had begun to go out in terms of beaver baseball and interest. Uh, football's been more resurgent, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and certainly baseball has. And so, every, so programs need runs like this to keep the flame lit, yeah. and uh, let's just hope that the, the flame gets brighter from here going forward. Dave, great to hear from you. Thank you for the kind words, and thanks for listening and following. And keep uh, Josh and John engaged the rest of the week. I'm leaving Wednesday, so there's a lot of baseball stuff to get to as we go to sort out the weekend that was, and we'll be doing that some too, and I'm sure John and Josh will as the week goes. Great to hear from you, Dave. Thanks for the call. Take care. Dave from Tumwater, let's take a break on that note. If you have anything you'd like to share relative to your own life experience with the Beavers this year, Jason Henson walked in, my neighbor and friend Jason said, oh, they're playing in the championship game Saturday night, 
Jason's neighbor didn't even know it was going on. I'm just curious to know if that somewhat answers to your own experience, but you're all in now, or not going to the games, not having, you've been season ticket holders maybe for men's and women's hoops, and it's just been so challenging, and with so many other major things going on, maybe you've been a little bit away and not paying as much attention, and there's no need to ever apologize for that or be sheepish about it, not at all. But I'm hoping that the team has sort of what the Beaver men have done, the women's selection show at 4 o'clock today. What a great time. What, what a great job the basketball teams yeah. at Oregon State have done. Yeah, if it's you wanna, fun again. If you want to celebrate that And I say again, not because of the Beavers, but because of the pandemic last year. Missing that and then having selection show yesterday was so it was nice. Great. Yep, it was so fun. If you have any thoughts. Now, we have any, as the, maybe tomorrow, maybe even later today, we can – parse the matchups and I agree with Wilner Wilner said the Beavers got the toughest draw in the Pac-12 and I agree with him he said that he although he may have said Colorado but he said as a as a 12 you would rather have had in his Mm. opinion Creighton or Villanova you got Tennessee I know Tennessee was a preseason top five team in a lot of you know they haven't played quite up to that but they're loaded with they had some big wins yes no they're good so, you know, here we go. And the Beavers are a 12th seed, and the number 12 resonates. Why not 12? <laughs> We've responded well before to that number. 12, pick 12, the uh, 12 seed. Yep. Unbelievable. But 12s beat fives in the NCAA that, tournament. That has happened. Let's break on 1240 Joe Radio. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eaves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. So if you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team. Always putting you first. Did you know that the Natty Dresser is the area's premier suit and tuxedo provider? We have a nice selection of suits in stock from Hart Schaffner Marks and Baroni Couture. We are also the area's expert tuxedo and suit rental shop. We can fit guys from 5T to size 60 long. Weddings, proms, and business interviews. We are here for all the important moments of your life. The Natty Dresser, purveyors of quality menswear, open Monday through Saturday at our new location on the corner of 2nd and Broad Alban in the heart of historic downtown Albany. Hey Beaver fans. Over the past several months, we all have come together to help each other in this COVID struggle. But would you know how to help a family member or a co-worker in the time of an emergency? Hi, I'm Todd Washington, owner of CPR Works, where we teach people the skills to help someone in the time of an emergency. I am currently holding both virtual and in-person classes for CPR and first aid. For more information or to schedule a class, contact me at CPR-Works.com. Go Beavs! If your RV or trailer is sitting in storage or out in the rain this winter, let Guarantee pay you cash for your rig. Cash for Campers means no more storage and no more worries. My name is Bo and I live in Cottage Grove. Cash for Campers put over $10,000 in my pocket. We were waiting until summer to sell our trailer, but Guarantee gave us cash right now. Guarantee will give you $500 if we can't beat any Oregon dealer's written offer on your late model RV in good condition. My name is Jessica and I live in Springfield. Thanks to Guarantee, we no longer have a monthly storage 
garbage bill, and we have more than enough money to remodel our kitchen. Trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, motorhomes, they all qualify for Cash for Campers. I'm Paul. Uh, We have been stuck at home for about nine months now. Guarantee made it really easy for us. No hassles. They came and picked up our fifth wheel at our house and delivered our check. Text RV for me to 55678 for special offers or visit Guarantee.com. That's RV, the number four, me to 55678. Guarantee RV is here to help you put cash in your pocket. Kick off spring with a new Kawasaki Jet Ski Personal Watercraft from Power Motorsports. Get great deals like the new 2021 Jet Ski SXR starting at $99.99. This watercraft delivers a good time with comfort and confidence. Or the Jet Ski Ultra 310X with three passenger seating starting at $15,499. Built for a cruise on the lake or the ocean. Don't miss the Kawasaki Spring Watercraft Sale and Open House at Power Motorsports in Sublimity. Online at PowerMotorsports.com. Now, they're real. I mean, Tennessee is, is very good, and Wilner was correct in terms of, you know, he in his great column uh, that appeared yesterday, the Pac-12 will send five teams to the NCAA's its best bracket showing since 2016, which was the last time the Beavers went, when seven teams from the conference went. And John does a great job, as always, and the teams that uh, the Pac-12 seeds and opponents – Colorado gets the highest seed in the conference. Five versus 12, Patrick Ewing and Georgetown. It was interesting to me in all the juxtapositions uh, along the way to mm-hmm. hear Georgetown and Oregon State invoke so often that those wins, Mitch himself said it, those wins, neither Georgetown nor Oregon State were on our radar for at-large berths, so they stole two from the at-large hopefuls. There's no question about that. Oh, yeah. With oh, Georgetown yeah. winning the Big East tournament and the Beavers winning the Pac-12 so Colorado gets Georgetown. USC will get the winner of the play-in game between Drake and Wichita State with SC as a sixth seed. Oregon a seventh seed. And I heard somebody, on an, I think Rothstein, and I agree with him. Rothstein said it's the most underseeded team, in his opinion, in the whole bracket, he yeah, said. Yeah. Oregon is really good. I mean, the they, Beavers played a great game against them and against a fully healthy Oregon roster. But then they, have to, they would have to face... Two, number two seeded Iowa. Uh, uh, as Rothstein pointed out, somebody that's not a bad matchup for Oregon, though. I mean, you're right. Uh, Rothstein and others have said Oregon's path is actually pretty good to the Sweet Six. A couple of things that I learned just from watching the shows. UCSB is hot right now. Yes. Creighton just went through uh, right. a mini little thing with, with their, their coach. coach. He yep. said a, he said something that was offensive, deemed by others, and had to beg his way back on. So kind of mm-hmm. the emotional thing of dealing with that. So maybe that upsets them a little bit. I don't know. And then uh, UCSB is hot. So in my personal bracket, and I just got it minutes before this show mm-hmm. started, I knew all about the Pac-12. But I hadn't yet looked at the national bracket, and I just penciled in UCSB as a 12 winner over that five. I think you're right. I'd of rather, Creighton, and that's where Wilner comes. The Beaver. I would rather have played Creighton. I yeah. would rather have played Villanova. Yeah. I would rather have played those two than Tennessee. But just to be in, I'm not. Who's going to quibble too much? What about, about UCLA it? getting in as a play-in team? Now that means they were right on the edge. Yes. Of not making it in. Yeah, and, and that's, they put themselves in that position. I don't yeah. think, there was, as P.J. Carlissimo shared with us on Friday, I believe, didn't he, on the show? 
He said, "Were you? Was it? Were you no, here I was when out. we had PJ I was out on? on?" That's Friday. right. So that was Friday. Yeah. These days blend together. Ted Robinson asked us on the air the other day the best question of the year. He said, "Well, what day is this?" <laughs> That's part of the whole weird year. Every day is kind of the same, but now the days are beginning to change a little bit with some sense of kids back in school. You know, I mean, things are changing a little bit. School buses with red lights flashing again. Little things that tell, oh, wait, yeah, I remember that. No, okay, yeah, that's what life is like. (laughs) So PJ was on on Friday, and he said... If I'm Mick Cronin in UCLA, I'm nervous. I'm I'm rooting uh-huh. for the chalk. We don't. He Mick Cronin did not eat, need Oregon State after the Beavers eliminated UCLA. Yeah. He was rooting hard for Oregon, then rooting hard for Colorado, because the Beavers stole a berth from that from the at-large pool. UCLA barely gets in to play one of the probably as you said on the morning show this morning, John, on News Radio 1340 Clue AM. Probably, and I haven't looked at the history of play-in games. But that's yeah. it's hard to think of a better matchup than those two blue bloods in a play-in game. Or, Michigan or State. I can't imagine any bigger names from Power Fives that have played in a play-in game. You might have had one Power Five play-in against another team, but not a Michigan State UCLA. Yeah. I mean, come on, those yeah. are two blue blood programs in a play-in, and that's fine. I'm sure they're happy about it. I can't wait until you get there, and you got to come on with us. Uh, maybe not on Friday because that's game day, but maybe Thursday mm-hmm. to just what's the lay of the land? Where, how high are you going to? I envision, yeah. you know, the the scaredness of it all, and I don't mock it. It's I understand it with guys having their own rooms yes. and what they're doing. I envision, yeah, yeah, you you know, live broadcasters can be here, but you're going to be in the rafters. Yeah, or we'll just put you in a hotel and call it from there. <laughs> call it Which from is a, so. Yeah. I'll just go back to Reeser Stadium. Thank you. Yeah, very right. Much. No, I bankers like. Fieldhouse, know nothing about it. I think that is the home of the Pacers, so I believe it's going to be a beautiful arena yeah, to play in. Yeah. But we'll be there for the, is it 2 o'clock Pacific on Friday? No, 1.30. 1.30 with a 1 off. o'clock airtime. Yeah. Thanks for being here for me, John. I don't know what's going on. Well, it was well. I I recall that yeah. because it was news this morning to me. Yeah. Because yesterday on the show, um, the, the selection show, yeah. they did not know game times. Right. They and knew days. Friday, they knew days, Saturday, and they didn't Monday, know game time. Friday, so Sunday, you know, yeah. I watch it and go, okay, cool, all right, and then do you know do my dinner and and watch a TV show or whatever and go to bed. Get up at three thirty and then get to work and see that see yeah. that the Beavers will play at one thirty and it was like, oh, that's right, I, I didn't know what time the games were until just now. And then of course I was able to report that. So one thirty uh, and then Oregon plays the next night at seven. I'm trying to think of the actually the, the other Pac-12, no Pac-12 teams play. Other than Oregon State on Friday, UCLA on Thursday, Oregon and Colorado and USC, I believe, on Saturday. Do we have the television carrier for the Beaver game? The television? TNT. It will be TNT? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And they're all either TNT, True TV, or CBS. Right. This one is listed as TNT. And the Beavers as a number 12 seed against fifth seeded Tennessee and Wilner, and his usual great breakdown goes through... uh, he says that each game, winner, loser, winner, and he goes through a lot of different categories. Winner, Pac-12. Each game played in the NCAA tournament is worth approximately $1.8 million over a six-year period, split evenly among the 12 schools. With five teams in the field, the conference is guaranteed $9 million, even if it goes winless. That's great. Which it won't, he says, probably. So that's a nice boost. It's a nice boost, and it's nice to know that you contributed. 
thank you. Yes, you know, I did. Calling you know, the you, games. Oh, no. You, no, not you. You meaning Oregon State. <laughs> I thought you were talking. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize I was contributing No, that. no. But, yes, you can, you're right. You the can Beavers. go and, and work, and it'd be like, you know, you're just, you're, you're, you're just got out of surgery or something, and you can't really offer anything at this raising the barn ceremony. But uh, now they can because they're all healed up and winning. Winner-losers, he has a winner NBA scouts, the top three NBA prospects in college basketball play for teams that qualified for the tournament. Oklahoma State's Cade Cunningham, which if the Beavers beat Tennessee, it would be OSU versus OSU if OSU beats Richie McKay and Liberty. So the Beavers would get a firsthand look yeah. at the great Cade Cunningham. Is he this. better than Luca Garza? As an NBA or prospect, Evan yes. Mobley? And probably a little better than Evan Mobley. But a lot of people would disagree on that. Mobley's probably going to go number two. I'm not sure where Luke is going to go. Huh. I not not that high because his game right now is not the way the things are going in the NBA. But yeah. I, I agree with you, and there's still got to be a place for a classic big. And Luca can step out and hit shots too. Sure. He's not just a back to the basket low post guy. But the three players that Wilner cites are Cade Cunningham, Oklahoma State, USC's Evan Mobley, and Gonzaga's Jalen Suggs. Cunningham has the potential, writes Wilner, to do for Oklahoma State what Danny Manning did for Kansas 33 years ago, which means lead them to a national Wow. Final. So Cunningham and, and the Beavers are in a tough bracket. Not only did they draw the <laughs> toughest game in a 5-12, arguably, if they get through Tennessee, they're going to have to deal with Cade Cunningham in Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah. And he says of that, Wilner says, loser, Oregon State. Of the potential number five seeds, the Beavers drew the most difficult matchup. They would have been much better off with Villanova or Creighton. But then he closes his column with the following. Winner, Oregon State. At this point, it's all house money. <laughs> and that is a good way to yeah. look at it. I don't... I'm not going to get too hung up and where the Beavers are seated and who they're playing. I mean, no. I, I, just to be there, folks, I hope you concur. We've got an hour of open phones and texts coming. We appreciate you joining us today and hope that you'll take time to reflect on the run in Vegas, the season itself, and how you've experienced it. Dave was kind enough to share a month ago he was almost checked out. And it sounds like there were some people still checked out during the Pac-12 tournament, who I hope have all checked back in. Have you? What are your thoughts in your own conversation about this year's basketball season and what it all means and how excited you are for the selection show later today and both teams in March Madness? It's a lot of fun. We'd love to hear from you on 1240 Joe Radio. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio. I'm Jim Chesko with Your Money Now. Something new at Starbucks, but it's not a menu edition. The coffee giant announced today it has launched a new service designed to aid the visually impaired in U.S. stores. Developed by Era Tech, the service called Era provides those who are blind or have a serious impairment with visual information such as the layout of a Starbucks location through a smartphone app. Also, Starbucks this summer will bring Braille and large print menus to stores in Canada and the U.S. U.S. stocks remain 
slightly higher today. The Dow Jones Industrial is up 50 points currently. The S&P 500 has edged up 11. The tech-heavy Nasdaq doing a little better. It's up 95. U.S. oil prices fell slightly today. April crude shedding 22 cents. Apple has quietly retired the HomePod. After three years of production, Apple will discontinue its smart speaker that was lauded for its sound quality, but criticized for a steep price tag of 350 bucks and subpar series support. It'll shift focus to the $99 HomePod Mini. That's your money now. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask. Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Go Beeves. Tommy's 4th Street Bar and Grill is open again for indoor dining. Check out Tommy's daily breakfast, lunch, and dinner specials. And if you're really into breakfast, it's served all day, every day. The Lounge at Tommy's has a full bar with TVs, pool tables, and Oregon lottery games. Stop by Tommy's 4th Street Bar and Grill, a local area favorite for over 20 years, on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Hi, this is Matt Vaskersian with another little-known legend of sports. Juan Marichal made it to the Baseball Hall of Fame on the strength of a great career on the mound, but he became infamous in 1965 for an ugly incident that took place while he was a hitter. With the Giants at the time, his team facing the Dodgers at Candlestick Park, Marichal was batting in the third inning when he became enraged by Los Angeles catcher Johnny Roseboro's return throws to Dodger ace Sandy Koufax, which Marichal claimed were intentionally buzzed up around his ear. Well, after an argument, Marischal whacked the Dodger catcher on his head three times with a bat. A wild 14-minute melee ensued, and the shocking assault left Roseboro with a deep gash on his head, and Marischal suspended for eight games. Juan Marischal later regretted the attack, and it didn't prevent his election to Cooperstown, but his game of fungo with Johnny Roseboro's head left a black mark on our national pastime and remains today as an unfortunate little-known legend of sports. Here's football legend Howie Long for Skechers Archfit Shoes. Do you like comfort? Of course you do. Everyone does. But if you've never tried Archfit Shoes from Skechers, you're missing out on next-level comfort. Saying you like comfort but not trying Archfit is like saying you like Italian food but you've never tried pasta. You're missing out on the number one thing. Because with Archfit, Skechers created a whole new kind of comfort. They teamed up with podiatrists who used over 20 years of data to create a shoe that provides total foot and arch support for 
all-day comfort. ArchFit distributes support across the arch no matter what foot type you have. You don't need an arch problem to love how they feel. And you say you have a passion for comfort but haven't tried them? That's like saying you're a sports fan but have never watched football. It makes no sense. So if you're the kind of person who claims to like comfort, stop what you're doing and try a pair of ArchFit exclusively from Skechers. Then you'll finally understand true comfort. See all the styles of comfortable, machine-washable ArchFit shoes now at Skechers.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another day in the life of the Joe Beaver Show with Mike Parker, whose name brings instant recognition. It's a Mr. Parker. Who? Mr. Parker. Who? 30, 25, 20, 10. I'm pretty busy right now, Mr. Parker. Yes. Mm -hmm. No, 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 Mr. Parker. Now, just, just calm yourself. Goodbye. I'm excitable. Yeah. Mr. Parker is not alone, of course. Hey, which yeah. way did the other fella go? Uh, the other fella was yeah. another fella. You wait right here. I'll go get Warren. Uh, John Warren, the most humble man in sports. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I helped write the game. No. Oh, toured the world, giving lessons and also lecturing. This is good. This is real good. I'm, I'm really proud of our team. And the Joe Beaver Show always seeks fellowship. Is there a doctor on the stands? Why, yes, I'm a doctor. How do you like the game, Doc? So, here living the doc life are Mike Parker and John Warren with The Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. We head into the second hour on The Joe Beaver Show, an hour of open phone conversation. We will perhaps check in with uh, Mike Wilson tomorrow from... Knoxville News in Tennessee. We hope to get maybe a Tennessee broadcaster or somebody on to fill us in. We've gotten several calls off the air, and we haven't even had time yet to go down the Tennessee path with respect to their personnel. But as I saw their roster and scanned it yesterday immediately after learning that the Beavers would play the Volunteers, yes, Victor Bailey, Jr., Jumped out. We've seen him. He's a good player. He's had a good year, not a great year. And when uh -huh. I look at Tennessee, just on their stats alone, I can see that they they've got talent. They, but no, no Cade Cunningham esque type player that's carrying the load, putting up these ridiculous numbers no. night after night. No, three guys in double figures with the leading score at twelve and a half at points. Twelve and a half, yeah. And Bailey Junior's right up there at eleven, but certainly thirty-five percent from three-point range, which is good, but not you know off the charts spectacular. There is one common opponent. Well, maybe there's more, but there's one common opponent in Colorado, and this was the very first game of the year they beat them by nine. Right. Yeah. And I don't know how I don't know if they're playing better or worse now than they were at the beginning of the year. It's a good question. They almost beat Alabama in the semifinals, and that yeah. tells me everything I need to know because one joker on the show yesterday, I think Seth Davis maybe, yeah, Alabama's had Alabama good. going to the Final Four. I know. And Tennessee took them down to the absolute wire in the semifinals of the SEC tournament. I know enough to know they're very good. They were a preseason top five in some publications. I haven't had a chance yet scrambling for flights and hotels and all the things that 
came upon into my life yesterday seemingly out of nowhere wasn't you know fully expecting even to be able to go got the call saying hey we'd love you to come back but you're kind of on your own to to make it happen so we spent a lot of time yesterday searching that out I haven't flown in a year I mean it's it's so I haven't had a chance yet to do as much research on Tennessee as I would like. That's all going to happen in the next few days. To talk about the arc of Tennessee's season is, is an interesting proposition to me because it feels like if they were a preseason top five that things haven't, although they're very good, they haven't maybe gone quite as well as they were hope, hoping they would during right. the course of the year. Right. And so I kind of want to get a feel for storylines. Every preseason prognostication had them at least top 10 going into the year. And they've had a good year, but it hasn't quite lived up to that. So I want to know if they've had defections, injuries, transfers bef- after that literature was written yeah. or what. I don't yeah. know that yet. Yeah, I mean, there's a storyline for every team. Yeah. And you can find that in the local papers and, and the season-wide stuff. I have a question. Now, Paul's on the line. Okay. He wants uh, he he has something different, but... Can they re- is Indianapolis big enough to house 68 teams where each player gets their own room? Evidently. <laughs> I don't know how they do that. And San Antonio's doing the same thing with the women. Evidently, as Dwayne Thomas once asked Tom Brookshire after a Super Bowl game, they said the scouting report on you, Dwayne, was that you weren't very fast. You seemed to be fast enough. That was just sort of a conversational way to get into a <clears throat> subject with Dwayne, who all year long had been taciturn and, in fact, even... Uh, no interviews and no interview policy. Steve Carlton asked, I don't talk to the media. I don't do interviews. He finally did after a Super Bowl game, and Brookshire gave him the, well, you're, they said the scouting report on you is you didn't have great speed, but you look fast enough today. Thomas, evidently, that was the end of the answer. So evidently, <laughs> they I can say do to it. You, I say to That's you, a lot of hotel Indianapolis rooms. Indianapolis and San Antonio have a lot of rooms. Vegas, I would say, yes. The yes. MGM Grand could do it by itself. <laughs> right. But the rest of the the rest of the cities, Indianapolis is no thriving, thriving, thriving metropolis. I don't know how big it is. I don't. I've never been there. I'm looking forward to learning I a have. lot of things as we go. I have. You in have. fact, I had an incident happen there that that never happens to human beings. Well, it does. Let's get to it after we okay. talk to Paul. Okay. I don't want to lose that thread because that's the city I'm going to, and you make me afraid, very afraid. <laughs> Let's go to Paul on the Downward Dog phone line. Good afternoon, Paul. Okay, Mike, you know good and well that I've been to Indianapolis, right? Oh, you've been everywhere, as Hank Snow would say. (laughs) Hey, just think about it this way. The beltway around Minneapolis is about, uh, give or take, 10 miles, 50 miles across. So that circle is approximately 90 to 120 miles around Indianapolis. And every exit has at least two or three motels, okay? And there's probably... 45 to 60 exits on that, and that doesn't include the motels that are downtown. Okay. And, yeah. and on the freeways that are going through town. So you think so they that they'll rooms. find enough rooms then? <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. They've probably got more than enough. They've, did you have a hard time getting a room? Don't have one yet. Still working on it. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, don't feel bad if you're getting a little bit west of Indianapolis or something. It's only uh, 20 minutes to downtown, okay? Okay. That's a good that's a good rule of thumb. Just there's a, an arc around the Indianapolis appears to be right in the heart and center of the state and you're saying that radius around downtown there's good stuff all around it. Is that correct? Yes, sir, okay. that's correct. Okay, thank you, Paul. <laughs> now I'll give you my opinion on why we missed why we can't follow the games. 
We simply we're, we're so unengaged because we can't go to the games. And there's there's no the only talk about the games is you guys on the Joe Beaver show. Mm-hmm. And I, I got I didn't forget about any of these games, but some of the regular season games I forgot they were even playing on Thursday night because I usually go to the game on Thursday right. night. Right. You I know, and I think that's happened to everybody. Yeah, I think so. We we've asked that. I asked that during the course of the regular season here and there. We'd ask, "Hey, are you as into this as you would be in any normal year?" And a couple of the answers were, "Oh, absolutely." But again, I'm thinking that in asking that question, we're asking the real core on this show, the Joe Beaver Show core of Beaver believers who are aware of every event that's going on everywhere at all times, not not generally speaking, the general fan base. I don't know where you're. You're an avid fan, Paul, but an avid fan that goes to games. And with that, with the games not being available to go to, it did kind of slip from top of mind for you. It sounds like during the year. Exactly. That's that's absolutely right. And that now now a comment about the team. Why in the world didn't Wayne Tinkle win Coach of the Year in the Pac-12? I, I don't get it. I wish they would wait. That's a good question. I wish they would wait until yeah. at least the tournament is through. Could, could you change your vote? And, and if <laughs> let's say if they waited until the tournament was done and they wanted to go Andy Anfield, but then they saw what Wayne did, then maybe the votes go his way. I just wish they would wait until the whole package is done. That's true. And, hey, hey, Mike, how many players on this team? Is there six or seven that were not on the team last year? I believe six. I'd have to look at the roster off the top of my head. I think it's six. Right, Tariq Silver. Uh, Rod, what's the other R guy? Not R, not uh, Rodriguez. Rodriguez, Andela, Warith Alatiche, Maurice Kalu, Tariq Silver. Uh, I'm trying Franklin. to Franklin. Yeah, well, Julian Franklin was a redshirt, yeah. but he didn't play. You're right. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I, that, Wayne Tinkle has done them. I mean, where, where'd they find these guys? I mean, the <laughs> recruiting had to be fantastic to find these guys and mold them into a team. Yes, and that's that. It, you're absolutely right. And, you know, whether it was just out of necessity, not, not necessarily desperation, but out of a real sense of urgency, this is where the staff, led by Wayne, of course, as the head coach, rolled up their sleeves and went to work and combed the country and studied film, talked to coaches, found people that could come in and make an immediate impact, the two biggest, Andela and Alatiche. But Maurice Kalu has been this sleeper kind of guy that has big game in him. When he was a big-time recruit at Oklahoma State, their head coach said he's the most skilled guy we have in our roster when he came in as a freshman. So at times I watch Kalu and feel like, yeah, it's still there. Yeah. And I thought some of it was on display against Colorado. Oh, undoubtedly, and you know, and to me, the the biggest guy that they got in this Alatiche man, what a a well spoken young man for having his parents. Where where were they from? Uh, Niger- Africa somewhere. Yeah, Nigeria, and didn't move to the United States to Houston until he was about in the ninth grade. Wow, I mean that's 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 fantastic. I mean, and, and he's so well spoken, and he, he never goes uh uh uh. Right. You know, he just he's. He's got a clear mind, and he talks. Yeah. 
Uh, he's, you know? a, he's a great, uh, I mean, he's an outstanding story. And the one that uh, CBS and March Madness and this, they do a very good job of telling stories. And I believe they'll, they'll be all in on Alatiche's story and the Oregon State story when it comes to game time. I think they'll be ready to go. I don't know who's broadcasting it, but they'll have plenty of, of material. And, and Warreath and this team has provided them a lot of good storylines. Right. Hey, and just to answer your question from the post-game show, I guess you watched the game, so you heard Bill Walton and Tash say that, what do you have to do to get a foul called? Hey, Walton said, hey, Dave, you got the rule book. Go down there and take it to him. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> it's funny. I enjoyed going home and watching the game a couple of different times all the way through. And I was, I, I'm still, I feel exhausted. I, I, I mean, I just went from Reeser Stadium into South Corvallis, not from Vegas to Indianapolis, a little more challenging journey. But I feel exhausted and giddy and exhilarated too. And I hope to, I hope we're all just kind of back to a sense of well-rested and normalcy come uh, Friday afternoon back at uh, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Yeah. Well, I hope you get a good spot to call a game from. We can't wait. <laughs> Thanks so much, Paul. Great to hear from you. We have open phones if you'd care to join us on the Downward Dog phone line at 497-5356. This is a friend in the business, and he's never called the Joe Beaver Show. Well, M- I- Mike Alliger. Many, many years working with Mike in, uh, in, at the, in the high school level of sports radio. Outstanding broadcaster who I've enjoyed. Yeah. I haven't heard him for a while. I'm not exactly sure what Mike's up to these days, but uh, a very uh, talented broad play-by-play person on his own right. Yeah. And it's kind enough for him to uh, call in on the Joe Beaver Show. Wow. Mike, good afternoon. Great to have you here. Hey, Michael. What provokes the call? <laughs> Well, provokes to call. I listen to you guys because I listen. I drive up and down I five from time to time in my job over in Lebanon, and uh, have called in a couple of times and just left notes. But uh, I, by the way, still broadcasting, just not as much high school, except for OSAA when I say John and Doug over at the five A, mm-hmm. which we didn't see last year or this year. Yeah, and uh, still doing almost thirty years doing Willamette University okay. football and basketball. Good for you. So we're. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm the voice of something. Unlike I, you, you're the voice of everything. Mike, are you still? Are, are the Willamette games on terrestrial radio in the Salem market? Uh, not hasn't for seven years. We've okay. been internet only for about seven seasons, eight seasons for football and basketball, which is really to us old AM radio guys was yeah. really kind of pre. Why do we want to do this? Well, it makes sense because no one can hear the station past 50 miles. So uh, with all of these national and international students we have, it only makes sense. And we've got more listeners, more uh, interest, et cetera, just because it is on the Internet. And, uh, and of course, the broadcasters and occasionally will get a, a free something just because of that, because they kind of get to know you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, let's keep that quiet, though, because we don't want anybody else around here to think that way. <laughs> Well, I was calling Mike to, to want to know how you how you uh, got two huge shout-outs from Bill Walton two nights in a row. I just want to know how that happened. He was all over the Mike Parker, the voice of the Beavers, and iconic, and I thought it was wonderful that he he recognized you. It's kind of Bill. Bill's an interesting soul. I, I will tell you this. He he called. Yeah. He. The thing I like, and Sean Scheffler and I were talking about this earlier today, I know Bill's a polarizing figure. I know that a lot of people just, they say, I can't do him. I can't, I'm turning it off. I see stuff <laughs> like that. 
not only from our world, but all over the Pac-12 footprint, people say, well, I just turned it off. Well, that was it. I can't do it anymore. Oh, I can't listen to this. I hear a lot of that. But I also hear, Mike, other people who say that they find him quirky and engaging and entertaining. And so I don't know where you come in on that as a listener, an observer, a fan, but he clearly people have an opinion about him. They're not lukewarm about Bill Walton. What do you think of him? Well, I, just the last couple of nights, I thought he was really super pro. Beavers is certainly in the Ducks. And uh, he knew about the Willamette Valley. I don't know if you listened to the broadcast, either of you, but uh, uh, he was very talking about Kai, uh, about uh, Corvallis, about Eugene, about Beaver Nation, mm-hmm. Dam Nation, yeah. and, of course, various and sundry folks that were there. He was very pro-Oregon. You could tell that. Oregon yeah. as in Beavers and Ducks. And he did get off on his rants and raves, but no, I I think Bill's fine. I think Bill's good for broadcasting. Sometimes I can have a little too much of Bill, you know, Mm -hmm. and three helpings, maybe not two helpings, yes, (laughs) but uh, I like Bill. (laughs) I guess like too much popcorn or too many hot dogs at the game, but no, I like Bill. I think he's good for basketball. He's that nice little change of pace. He's kind of like the Charles Barkley on the West Coast. He has a different approach to things. And Mike, you know, uh, that's a good way to put it, and what I was going to get back to Scheffler and I were talking about Bill Bill takes time with Sean the SID for Oregon State basketball and he yeah. he seeks out whether for good or bad over the years since Bill's come back to the Pac-12 footprint at shoot arounds on road trips or even at Gill Bill will say Mike Parker you got a few minutes and he sits there with a, a yellow legal pad and scribbles furious notes about anything and everything you share with him. And he'll ask questions. <laughs> is it Yaquina or Yaquina? Which rivers flow through? Is it the Mary River or the Mary's River? I mean, that kind of stuff. Yes. Is, there, yes. is there any snow around? I said, yeah, there's a lot of snow on Mary's Peak, which I heard he worked into the broadcast. And Pash at <laughs> yeah. one point passes, okay, back to basketball, or thanks for that great note, or whatever else. But he's the only guy that I know that will ask questions like that that may be apropos to nothing, and that's why he drives people crazy. But I think a lot of people find it fairly cool. Nick Daschle even tweeted, I'm just glad, I think it's kind of cool that Bill Walton knows what Mary's Peak is or, or where it is. So, you know, I know he's an acquired taste, and maybe some people will never acquire it. But he calls, he calls me usually before a game and just will pick my brain about stuff. And I, I'm so grateful that I have a kindred spirit and a love of the great musician Bruce Coburn. And he worked Bruce. He, in, he did a lot. He worked him in pretty well. And that's a thrill to me yeah. because Coburn is an unknown genius talent in the world. And if Bill promulgates the Coburn message, that's a good thing. Well, just a couple of quick things. You meant, uh, you're talking earlier about what are we thinking about when we think about the Beavers being there. Well, the Ducks and the Beavers at the same time. When was the last time that happened? Never, I don't think. And then we've got the potential for both teams from Oregon and Oregon State to be in their respective tournaments after today. Yes. Uh, when was the last time that happened? You can't tell me that it cannot excite basketball fans around the state and have them maybe even if you wear a little blue and green pulling for the orange and black and vice versa i know that's kind of where i stand i i tend to uh, pull for the orange and black and have since i was a kid but uh, the point is this is exciting times for basketball right. in the state of oregon plus you've got eastern washington may not met last the game but what the heck they're there gonzaga probable national champion arguably 
And I just think it's great for the Pacific Northwest to have all this uh, standing in the uh, top 64 teams. It's a great point you make. I have a trivia question that you, I don't know if anybody can answer this, but has the, has the Big Sky Conference ever gotten a team in that was a an at-large? I don't think so. <laughs> they would have to be I winning it. I don't think it. so. Because I was thinking, uh, as you said, Eastern Jim Washington. Hayford, Jim Hayford took Eastern Washington there about four or five years ago after he left Whitworth, went to Eastern, and now it's Seattle Pacific. But I don't. I think he got in. Uh, was he wasn't in that large then? Was yeah. He? No. It would. It would. I was just thinking. Oh, yeah. Who did win the Big Sky Conference? Eastern Washington. They yeah. had to have because they don't get <laughs> at larges in. No, they don't. And and I just, there it is again. A little Northwest tie. Main thing is I wanted to say is I enjoy you guys' banter back and forth and knowing you would just a little bit and John a little more than Mike. How much I appreciate you. And I've heard your kind comments before. Uh, when you were talking to Doug Blair last fall about sports in the in the valley, but I just think it's an exciting time. We'll uh, you know increase the uh, excitement of the listeners of your show. And by the way, Michael, when you're in India and I've been there, the answer there is a trivia question that revolves around the city of Indianapolis, and that is, what is the only city in the United States that's surrounded by another city? <laughs> what? 360 degrees. Well, I, I can't answer that. That's a good question. What? It's, it is. It's Speedway, where the Indianapolis 500 oh. is. That's its town in itself, and it's surrounded by the city of Indianapolis. That is interesting. Yeah, that, so thank you. you got to get yourself a no, T-shirt and a hat now. I appreciate that. I'll be. I'm going to be uh, when I get the chance after I get all travel stuff and everything arranged and booked and and maybe even vaccinated before I got. I mean, I'm working on a lot of different things. Uh, I'll start homing in on some stuff about the great city of Indianapolis. And I don't even think there I've ever. Go. I've never been to the state. This will be my first trip to the state, and we got another one coming in football. I'm glad to say in the fall. So here we go. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, have, Mike, have Mike. a good time back there. Look forward to the broadcast, you guys. Thanks right, a lot, thanks, Mike. Mike, Mike Alliger. He, you've worked with him often. Yeah, he is a he's, tremendous broadcaster, and I'm glad he's that he's still calling Willamette you. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. That's good to know. And, I don't like this idea of all question, internet. But yeah. Johnny, this will be interesting. I mean, I know that in, in asking this, Mike was taking in the whole Pacific Northwest and thus mm-hmm. the entire Beaver State. But when both schools on the women's side are selected today, mm-hmm. has there ever been a year ah, when all four were in? That's a great question. Well, think of 16. Well, did Oregon the, the, I don't make think it? the Oregon women's basketball team did. Oregon made a final four. Yeah, run, they, I think. yeah. You know, that right. might have been the next year. I, they had to have been in. We'd have to look. But uh, 16 would probably be the only one I can think but, of. Uh, but the Oregon women, I don't think, right. were in. So this might be the only year ever where all four are in. That's huh. what I'm saying. I don't think Oregon women in 16 would have been in. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We'd have to look that up. But I do appreciate one tweet from our own Josh Worden. The Beavers haven't been back to the NCAA. This is the first time since '85 the Beavers have been in the NCAA tournament without a player named Peyton. Yeah, that was an interesting. Uh, tweet yesterday that I saw. <laughs> and, and that's Josh who's going to have those because he's Mr. Data Mining Guy. And uh, we'll have some fun with the show on Thursday and Friday. Let's take a break. If you'd like to join us. Uh, I'll tell you my anecdote about Indianapolis. Oh, yes, I want to hear about it. You said it's never happened to any human being, and it happened in Indy. So, yes, we need to hear that. Uh, <laughs> and we'd love to hear from you. 497-5356. That's uh, good for the Downward Dog phone line and University Honda text line on 1240 Joe Radio. For auto glass solutions, better call 
a glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the glass man. Come see me at my new location at 3335 Ferry Street Southwest in Albany or give me a call. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Middleton Heating has been here helping you for over 71 years, 24 hours a day. Middleton can repair, replace, or maintain all types of heating and cooling equipment. Heating unit troubling you? Need repairs or replacement? Give Middleton Heating a call. For new equipment, Middleton offers several financing options and participates in state, federal, and manufacturer incentive programs. Don't forget Middleton's custom sheet metal shop is still taking orders, large or small. You can count on Middleton for all your heating, cooling, and sheet metal needs online at at middletonheating.net. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eaves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. So if you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. Did you know that the Natty Dresser is the area's premier suit and tuxedo provider? We have a nice selection of suits in stock from Hart Schaffner Marks and Baroni Couture. We are also the area's expert tuxedo and suit rental shop. We can fit guys from 5T to size 60 long. Weddings, proms, and business interviews. We are here for all the important moments of your life. The Natty Dresser, purveyors of quality menswear, open Monday through Saturday at our new location on the corner of 2nd and Broad Alban in the heart of historic downtown Albany. The Joe Beaver Show runs every weekday noon to 2, but on weekends there is no Joe Beaver Show. And for some of our biggest fans, when it comes to Saturdays and Sundays, the absence of the Joe Beaver Show can be a bit of a disappointment. I'm ticked off! Today is one of the worst days that I've had in a long time! I mean, this is a terrible, terrible day! But we are on the air today on the Joe Beaver Show. Yeah, it is a terrible, terrible day. Ticked off on the weekends. Josh Worden is in. Uh, how long did it take you to come up with first Beaver team in the playoffs was without a Peyton on the team? Oh, since '85. I mean, it was very immediate. I don't know. I, I Does mean, your dad of mind just boom? You're there. Well, that was the thing in 2016. Is when Oregon State made it. It was well again. It's a team with Gary Payton. So right. once they made it, now it's the first time since 2016, but also the first time since '90. But they made right. it in '88, '89, '90. Well, all those are Gary Payton teams. So what's the last year they made it before Gary Payton? Well, that's '85. So it's just yeah. There's your stat. First time without a player named Gary Payton. I did have one person say, "Well, they made it in 2016. They didn't have Gary Payton." I had to say, "Well, yeah, but they had Gary Payton the second. So you know that." Yes. That. Yeah, I think your original tweet was very self-explanatory. Without a Payton, right? And that Not yeah. the Payton. Right. A Payton. Right. Exactly. And and Payton was very well representative uh, represented at the uh, tournament there in the blue uh, sweat sweatsuit. I don't know that sweatsuits are a good look. Gary pulls it off. Uh, well, Not for me or you. No, you'd pull it off, too. Somebody Gary did say in the broadcast, in that sweatsuit. <laughs> did you notice that? Somebody, Gary Payton, in that the blue sweatsuit. sweatsuit. That's, there's nothing in the phrase, in that sweatsuit, that is necessarily negative or pejorative in nature. But just... The way, and Gary Payton in that sweatsuit yeah, struck this, me as uh, a commentary. We, we all have to have those in our life, buddies, whoever it is, 
women have it just you want to say no 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 you don't want you don't want to do that all right josh is here and we just literally had a caller off the air a second after you came in the room and said should i come on the next segment and talk about the uh, bracket challenge that i just created and so i was able to tell the caller yes we're going to do that so, right after immediately I mean, did you like my uh my that was a version good of you of me. it was pretty good i thought it was me for a second there <laughs> <laughs> all right go ahead what do okay, we got so we got the the espn bracket challenge anyone who wants to submit their bracket for uh to get bragging rights, no money prize, no buy-in or anything like no, that. No, just just the the challenge the, of trying to beat me, which you, right, nobody's going to even come nobody close. Will. But we'll give you a, whoever wins. You know, we'll we'll give you a shout out. Oh, so and so won. All right, congratulations. You could call in and brag on the show if you want. I don't know if they let you on, but anyways, so you can go to ESPN, go to the bracket challenge when it has a search for a group. Just say friends of Joe Beaver, friends of Joe Beaver. Now that's tough for you. You don't know where. Uh, you can just text the University of Honda text line. I'll follow up after the show, and I can send a link. Um, but if you just search on ESPN for the name of the group, Friends of Joe Friends Beaver. Friends of Joe Beaver, okay. Um, but just text the, the text line if you're having trouble finding it, and I'll, I'll respond with a link. Let's get as many people in this as we can, and I... I guarantee I will win this thing going away. I bet you will. We had about 50 or 60 uh, last time, I guess yeah. it was two years ago, and uh, it was a pretty good group. You didn't finish last, John, so that was, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I, every year, look, every year I say I'm going to crush everyone, and I this goes back to my childhood. This is more of a thing of wanting so bad to play. It was all about playing. You'd call your friends when you're young. Can you play? Can you play today? And... Whenever there wasn't anybody who wanted to play, I would have to challenge them by saying, I will crush you at one-on-one today so that they'll get mad and say, all right, fine. And it just kind of stuck with me and into my adulthood. I don't know if I'm going to win or not, but I'm (laughs) going to tell you I'm going to crush you because I want more people to to participate. And last year or two years ago when we did this and I said, I'm going to crush everyone, I was out of it by the first weekend. (laughs) I was was terrible by that uh, first weekend. I'm glad your confidence hasn't been deterred. That's what Passion and Walton and others say about, you know, I think Walton's commentary is funny when Lucas will – We'll take a kind of maybe a long and yeah. maybe even wild shot. <laughs> Bill will say something to the effect of, I'm glad Jared Lucas has overcome his fear of shooting. <laughs> 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 Which to me is the perfect comment after some of those shots. There, there was some pretty funny stuff. But especially... I'm telling you, the shot he made against Oregon, yeah? it's because, yeah, I mean, there are some shots. You yeah. say, Ooh. But <laughs> it's because he goes in with brazen confidence and yeah. belief that. When the game was on the line, when Oregon pulled within 61-56, right in there, and we'll talk about baseball's moment of truth yesterday, Yeah. but right in there, if the Beavers don't score in that possession, it almost struck me as one of Jim Wilson's doctrines that he'll say somewhere along the way, Jim will say, Doc, the next team that scores wins, and he'll say that even if the Beavers are up seven or down yeah, three yeah. or you just a feel and a flow of the game i felt like that was one of those moments i didn't say it yeah but at 61 56 if oregon gets a stop and the ball back they're on a 20 to 6 run three minutes or so to go in the game four minutes it might have been down to about four at that point yeah but lucas with the clock running down and defenders nearly draped over him falling away into his own bench yeah mm-hmm. hit the three that was huge and it goes to 64 56 up eight and oh, and yeah, you had enough everything. to hold him on yeah and yeah that it, changed everything but all right you can't take that shot you 
because you're brazen and confident and have no fear of shooting, yeah. you can take that shot and hit it when it really counts. No, I, and, and guys get hot when they have that kind of confidence. Yeah. And sometimes they can hurt you, but uh, a lot of times, like a Damian Lillard, you know, what, you, what? But then they get hot, and all of a sudden they can help you. All right, search for group on ESPN, and it's Friends of Joe Beaver. Yep. That's our group. There you go. Okay, right. Joshy, Josh. thank you. Thanks, Josh. We'll talk more about I want to talk to you in a minute, John, about the moment of truth yesterday that you called, and I almost texted you that very phrase with Fennigs on the mound. So we'll relive that in a moment with uh, when Oregon had the bases loaded mm-hmm. in a nothing-nothing game, and I, Oregon had already won the first two. I thought if they, it almost felt to me like whoever scores first is going to win this game. And Oregon was that close. We'll talk about that in a moment. Big moment for the Beavs, I thought, in that series and maybe even going forward to win the game the way they did yesterday after the two disappointing ball games Friday and Saturday. A text on the University Honda text line. We've got quite a few we want to get to. This person writes, I follow along with all Beaver sports. Watch every football game I can. Listen to basketball and baseball when possible. I had not watched a complete basketball game of any kind in years, the exception being the NCAA tournament a few hours here and there. This person says, I was locked in and on the edge of my seat Saturday night. So thank you for sharing that game experience with us. Wayne says, Wayne better be the coach. Or Michael in Lebanon says, Wayne better be the coach of the year in the Pac-12 kind of following up. I don't know if something else came in on that front, John, that I'm missing. No, I I read that earlier, and I thought, "Eh, it's too late. They've already done it. Enfield from USC won that that deal. And and as another call came in, I thought, I I, I wish they would wait until the tournaments are done. Ted Robinson, when we had him on to talk about the award, said, well, it's a mysterious – the criteria is difficult to nail. What is the Pac-12 coach of the year for? Uh, one of it, on a certain level, Wayne outdid everybody in the league this year. If you're yeah. picked to finish 12th, yeah. and as you said, if you took in the whole body of work, including the run in Vegas, he would win it. If they voted again now, who would win? Yeah. Wayne. Well, and he could have won it on the merits, on of, the merits of, the season. of being picked 12th and finishing 5th, and should have won. If, here's the thing I say. If he's not going to win, the only other answer is the default. And every year is the default. And that is you pick the winner of the conference. Pretty much. So yeah. if Dana Altman would have won, I would have railed about, I hate that when people do this, dot, dot, dot. But I wouldn't have, it would have been understandable. Enfield came out of left field. I, I did not see that one coming and it, because they didn't win the conference and they might have been a favorite to yeah. win the conference. And so I thought... They didn't do as well as I think they should have. Oregon did what people thought they would, so give it to Altman if you're not going to give it to to Wayne Tinkle. But for the actual and absolute best job, Wayne Tinkle. Yeah, I I agree. And he was in the conversation. I'll give the the writers and the media and the people to cover things and vote on these things. Most of the people that I read said Wayne's in the conversation and in any other year. To me, if he's not going to get it this year – yeah it's not as though he'll never get it, but he did it. I mean, it's his finest hour, yeah. you know, to guide this team through everything they went through. What an amazing job. Tim from Corvallis writes, you may have covered this already, but I have to think the Beavers earning the buy in Vegas helped them immensely come Saturday night, maybe even Friday night. Bravo to the Beavers for their late league season surge. And yes, 
to have to win four. It's only been done twice, mm-hmm. and that would have been a hard thing to, to go through. But putting themselves in the position they did and with Arizona's extenuating circumstances, mm-hmm. instead of being the sixth seed, the Beavers get a fifth seed, and with Arizona out, the Beavers had a first-round bye and had enough in the tank to, to win three straight. So thank you, Tim, for that. That's an excellent point. Picard writes, he watched the Pac-12 tournament. Thank you, Richard. Amazed at our ability to fight back from deep down, especially in the UCLA and Colorado games, forced the other guys to blink. That's the mark of the team that Tennessee will overlook to their chagrin, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to read as much as we, John, may say oh, that's a tough draw for the Beavs as a fifth seed. They've got the toughest fifth, fifth 12 seed matchup in his, in Wilner's opinion. It may play a little bit into Tennessee people and maybe even their team. Well, okay, we we got to worry about Oklahoma State, the other OSU, yeah. not the first one yeah. we're playing. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Adam writes in a couple of things. He says, "See what happens when you ditch that one-three-one zone." <laughs> I it's a good point. I they agree with him on they the extension. Man the entire game. I know, and I agree with him on the extension being too much, and it leaves the wings open for shots. A text from last week, but I don't agree that completely eliminating it. I mean, one-three-one can work if it's if it's a matchup for a team that you're playing he says unreal is a great way to put it go beeves adam and albany and he also says with fewer this is to another question that you posed uh with fewer things to do during the pandemic i've been even more plugged into sports that's where i'm at i usually am less plugged in uh if i can go to movies and Mm -hmm. go to the mountains freely and do all these different things outdoors and stuff but but kind of the shutdown has got me more plugged into sports i'm more of a fan now than i've been in a long time it's interesting because we work in this business you you can't be a fan when you work in the business it's Mm -hmm. hard to relax and just enjoy it because we're working it constantly so uh adam and albany with that with those tweets and then dominic says on the university honda text line thanks dominic if you have time in indy a point of interest is the NCAA Hall of Fame. Look for the large format photo of Scott Ruick's George Fox National Championship team, which is apparently honored. National championships at all levels honored there. I didn't realize that. Thank you for that, Dominic. And Scott and his team and program will be hearing their good news. Uh, I've been to that, coming that up. place. Now, how about this one? The Beavers Bracket Challenge Twist. Automatic disqualification if you have the Beavers losing to Tennessee. <laughs> that I'm sure in filling out brackets, you know, people have to take in everything into account. There have got to be times where, you know, whether you ever do that when your favorite team is in and yet you don't like the matchup and don't think they're going to – or is it just – are you, you and Josh are not going to disqualify forms – that pick Tennessee. No, they'll they'll be counted like everybody else. But you may have to put a well, little. Well, you know mark what? I it. just thought about that. Does yeah. that mean that I I can't pick Tennessee to win that thing? Yeah, you're automatically disqualified. Well, no, <laughs> but I mean, do I get like chided by Beaver fan for for not picking them? Because I want to win the I want to win the bracket, and Tennessee is really really good. It'd be interesting to see what the numbers come out as. All right, well, we'll, we'll wait and see on that. Do we have another rake today? Should we need to no. take one more? Okay. Uh, actually, yeah. we have a short one. We'll do a short one, but let's get a couple of texts in. Thank you. We've gotten more texts today, I think, than any other day in the history of the University Honda text line. Jay writes in, any word in the halls of Gill about Alatiche going to the NBA after this season? 
not no, but Warith himself, Jay, on the show said, I'm looking forward to next year yeah. and getting better at all these things. He's not ready for that yet. He's going to play in the league. Yeah. But he, I think we can be rest. He rest said it assured. just today. Yeah, he said it today on our show. Just, I'm looking forward to, I don't know if he used the term phrase coming back, but I look forward to. To improving on improving these things, on these next, things year. next year. And it was specific. Yeah. I no, think he it, said coming back. Yeah, he. The late run that he's had, Jay, and if he has a deep run, the only here's the only thing I'll say to qualify that he's coming back. If Warith ends up being named the most outstanding player of the NCAA <laughs> tournament in 2021, that yeah. means the Beavers yeah. made a deep run and he was a key part of right. it. And I'm sure a lot of buzz and run, it's already out there. The NBA scouts are well aware of him, but I think they would tell him, I mean, even though they might want to, he's going to get some, interest there no doubt because right. of his physical ability his growing game his athletic ability all of those things jay i think he's coming back i'm almost i wouldn't stake everything on it but i think it, it's a good strong bet that he'll be back in beavers uh, orange and black next year what else you got last couple of things or should we take a break and regroup? um the orange one says, if you pick anyone except the Beavers to win it all, you lose the bracket challenge. <laughs> okay. That's a little myopic. I can't get there. And then uh, he's he's working on some hotel or looking at some hotel information <laughs> for you. And Bill Walton just, uh, faux Bill Walton, not the real Bill Walton, but something in the vein and phraseology of Bill Walton. Somebody just texted in the following. Today has been... The third best text day in the history of the Joe Beaver Show. <laughs> That's one of Walton's favorite things. That was the third worst possession in the history of Oregon State basketball. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And that's a throwback to his old days when he was much more negative. And still that, that spirit comes in once in a while. Eh, terrible possession. Please, get a defensive rebound, please. How can Oregon State expect to win this game if they can't get a defensive rebound? Please. So he's still got a little bit of the, that's terrible, horrible pass, a disgrace to the game. Things when he was doing NBA games in the 90s, he was throwing stuff like that I thought it was lot. funny when Pash, Pash said, because they did a lot of camera shots on him, yeah. and Pash said, you know, there's many people watching right now that can't, probably wouldn't be able to believe that you were once <laughs> thought of as the greatest player of all time. <laughs> and their back and forth is pretty funny. It's different. Yeah. And we talked about it with Ted and Roxy. Right. He'll give Roxy a little bit of more of a, but Pash is just his foil. He's on him all the time, <laughs> well, criticizing him for D, everything. D, yeah, D. it's so weird. With Ted and Bill, you get more of a straightforward telecast. Yeah. <laughs> Bill told me when we were talking Saturday afternoon, he said, he said, I like the Pac-12 network of champions because they give they give us, not me. He said they give us more time to tell the stories of these great young men. ESPN, they just want to get to commercial right away. Yeah. We don't have as much time. But he said, I'm going to ask you some questions anyway. That's about code for that's code for the Pac-12 lets him go. And the ESPN right. tries to rein him do. in. But I'm glad he got in. They, you know, he said, tell me something about Roman Silva. Well, something I learned this year through him, you know, yeah. the rare interactions we get. Roman's been a guest on Chew on This, Facebook Live mm -hmm. in the basement of Gill Coliseum. And so he told the story that day about how he's named for his dad is Roman Gabriel Silva. 
And so Bill, I gave him that, and Bill worked in Roman Gabriel and even said at one point, thank you, George Allen. You know, so again, I, I was grateful to hear him find a way to work that in. And on cue, Roman made a nice pass ahead of the court, I think, to Gianni for a runout. And he said that look, and he used J.T. Snow, not Jack Snow, but that looked like Roman Gabriel throwing to J.T. Snow. <laughs> he meant J.T.'s dad, Jack. But even so, what Scheffler and I appreciate is that Bill calls and asks Wayne, Sean, yours truly, anybody he can talk to, things about your town, things about the community, things about each individual player. Mm -hmm. I give, and he's taking furious notes while doing it. He's the only one in the profession that does that. That's good. Nobody ever, I mean, I, I think I've maybe had one other analyst through the years call and ask me, tell me a little something about your team. Now, we play by play, folks, yeah. within the, we'll do that with each other at times off the air. Tell me, you know, what's going on with you guys, what's happening. Well, we what know happened, kind yeah. of what we're looking for. But, as an analyst, Bill takes time to talk to as many people as he can to learn as much as he can. Now, whether you like what he learns or like how he conveys it, that's, you know, each to his or her own taste. But he is working. He's not just showing up and acting wild and crazy. It may sound like that, but he's gone in with a method and he researches the teams and the personnel and the geography <laughs> pretty well. Let's go to Rick before we take a break. Rick, good afternoon. Hello, Rick. Rick on the Downward Dog phone line. One more time. Rick, are you there? Hello? Hey, Rick, you're oh, this on. This is Everett. Oh, Everett. Hey, Everett. It's a little hard yeah. to hear through the line sometimes. Good afternoon, Everett. Welcome okay. to the show. Thanks a lot, Mike. A uh, couple of thoughts here. First of all, you guys were talking about when was the last time that both Oregon and Oregon State, and maybe men's and women's were in the tournament. Uh, author Bob Welch just posted on Facebook that 2016 was the only other time that the men were in. I'd have to go back and check and see if the women, both women's teams, made it in 2016. And by the way, if you've had a chance to read Bob's uh, book, Wizard of Foz, about Dick Fosbury and the whole evolution of the uh, Fosbury plot, it's a wonderful read. Yes, it um, is. I first... Go ahead. Yeah, yes, it is. Bob's been a guest on the show. We've had Dick on the show talking about the book and Bob's work and researching it. It's a wonderful book. Bill Walton recommends it every chance he gets on the broadcast, <laughs> which is pretty cool, too. And it, and it deserves that kind of plotted and shout out. Uh, I, I'm curious. I In 16, the Beaver women went to the Final Four. The men go to the tournament. Right. Oregon went to the tournament. But I don't think the Oregon women were in that year. So my sense is, without having done the research yet, I bet this will be the first time ever all four are in in the same year. No, I, I agree with you. I don't think that the, that the Duck women made it that year. Yeah. Um, on a different note, I, I first met Wayne Tinkle back in 2005. I was on the Western Oregon staff, and we went back and opened our season uh, against Montana at Missoula when Wayne was on Larry Kristoliak's staff. Mm -hmm. Um, I really got to know Wayne when I got the head job at Lynn Benton Community College and started attending uh, Beaver practices. I worked camp with uh, for Wayne, and, and uh, we uh, text back and forth occasionally. And so I'm just really, really happy for him, along with the players and the coaching staff, just you know, knowing Wayne a little bit. And I'll tell you what, after uh, they lost to Wyoming at home and then when they lost to Portland at home, uh, things were not looking very rosy. And in fact, 
you know, Portland ended up firing Terry Porter mm-hmm. uh, this year, too. Mm-hmm. And then after the, the Arizona debacle at home, I, uh, I turned to my wife after watching that game, and I, I said, I feel so bad for Wayne. And she goes, what? And I said, these are the kind of games that can get coaches fired. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Wayne's just too good of a coach to be in that type of a predicament. So I've been following them very, very closely. Uh, I texted him a while back. I thought he was doing his best job he's ever done in Corvallis in his seven seasons. I joked with him the other night that I think he deserved the Coach of the Year award over Andy uh, down at USC. And uh, he's just done a wonderful yes. job. And uh, I, I really like the, the matchup with Tennessee. Uh, their two leading scorers, I believe I read this morning, are freshmen. Yes. Anytime you are relying on freshmen in the NCAA tournament, boy, you know, that, that's like re- relying on a freshman quarterback to, to mm-hmm. win a major bowl game. So mm-hmm. I, I really like their chances, uh, the way they're playing. Uh, team is athletic, and I don't know, my last thought here is, I don't know that I've seen a better rebounding Bieber team in a long time, regardless of what Bill Walton has to say every now and then. Yeah, uh, They just yeah. have come down th- throughout this season. They have really done a good job on the boards, and I think that's such a key, obviously, that whole idea of one and done and then get out and go a little bit. So, Yeah. Uh, the just length, really happy for Wayne. Everett, I'm really glad you called. Appreciate that. The length of Alatiche on the offensive board, there's a reason he led the – the conference and offensive rebounding. One of the plays, I can't even remember which game it was, maybe Colorado, where he leapt high, pulled it in with one hand, and laid it back up and in. That was a big basket in the game, a function of his athleticism, length, and knack on the offensive glass in particular of knowing how to go get the ball. And he high hands his rebound so well, when he gets up, he generally squeezes it. The defensive rebound Walton was talking about and it's it's a fundamental thing, as you as a coach would know, late in the game, when the Beavers were about to put the thing away, the ball bounced off toward the short corner right, and Gianni Hunt went to grab it, but he didn't grab it. He tried to dribble control into it, if you remember. he The ball bounces yeah. off, Gianni tried to dribble it in and get going, and Evan Batty took it from him and rode it to the basket. It, that if he just squeezes the ball there, no problem. So, you know, there are times some of those really quick athletic players try to do too much, and Gianni's one of them. And so that's when Bill said, get a defensive rebound, please. They actually were in position, just Gianni didn't complete the fundamental part of it. No, and I agree with you, Mike. I think a big part of that type of a situation is you simply pick the ball up yes. with your hands and pivot away yeah. from anyone. You never try to, to dribble it. In fact, we even had a drill uh, that we did probably two or three times a week just on that type of a situation. Yeah. So yeah. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, I really like how Piche, too, where they uh, isolate him one-on-one about the free throw line. And mm-hmm. They either let him just go from there, or I really like when they kind of do a post-to-post on-ball screen and roll. Uh, you know, he's really quick. Yes. His first step. As long as he doesn't travel. That play of the game. <laughs> he's the, only going to get better. No, he is. And he's a next level player. The play of the game in the Colorado game was him kind of deking Jariah Horn of the Colorado defense and turning the corner on the dribble and putting it up and in off the glass. That, to me, was almost the seal play of the game in that championship game. And that's coming from a growing basketball IQ, right? Yeah. I'll tell you what. I agree with you. That was such a. A great little play. And, you know, he's such a quick jumper. Not only yes. is he, you know, athletic in terms of how many, you know, inches or feet he gets off the ground, but 
how quickly he gathers and explodes up into the air, I think, really, really surprises opponents, too. Everett, we got to anyway, go. thanks a yeah, lot. Thank you very much, John. When we come back after a final break, start with the Indianapolis, uh, an Indianapolis story and the moment of truth yesterday in baseball, and we'll wrap it today, 1240 Joe Radio. Hey, Beaver fans. Over the past several months, we all have come together to help each other in this COVID struggle. But would you know how to help a family member or a coworker in the time of an emergency? Hi, I'm Todd Washington, owner of CPR Works, where we teach people the skills to help someone in the time of an emergency. I am currently holding both virtual and in-person classes for CPR and first aid. For more information or to schedule a class, contact me at CPR-Works.com. Go Beavs! If your RV or trailer is sitting in storage or out in the rain this winter, let Guarantee pay you cash for your rig. Cash for campers means no more storage and no more worries. My name is Bo and I live in Cottage Grove. Cash for campers put over $10,000 in my pocket. We were waiting until summer to sell our trailer, but Guarantee gave us cash right now. Guarantee will give you $500 if we can't beat any Oregon dealer's written offer on your late model RV in good condition. My name is Jessica and I live in Springfield. Thanks to Guarantee, we no longer have a monthly storage bill, and we have more than enough money to remodel our kitchen. Trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, motorhomes, they all qualify for Cash for Campers. I'm Paul. Uh, We've been stuck at home for about nine months now. Guarantee made it really easy for us. No hassles. They came and picked up our fifth wheel at our house and delivered our check. Text RV for me to 55678 for special offers or visit Guarantee.com. That's RV, the number four, me, to 55678. Guarantee RV is here to help you put cash in your pocket. Kick off spring with a new Kawasaki Jet Ski Personal Watercraft from Power Motorsports. Get great deals like the new 2021 Jet Ski SXR starting at $99.99. This watercraft delivers a good time with comfort and confidence. Or the Jet Ski Ultra 310X with three passenger seating starting at $15,499. Built for a cruise on the lake or the ocean. Don't miss the Kawasaki Spring Watercraft Sale and Open House at Power Motorsports in Sublimity. Online at PowerMotorsports.com. Do this. Uh, Indianapolis. I don't know. This. Uh, there's a lot of small world stories out there. Doug Blair was in China one time, rounded a corner, and ran into someone from Corvallis. In China. In China. Mm-hmm. So I'm... With the Beaver men's basketball team, we stayed in downtown Indianapolis, drove out to Fort Worth for one of those ooey-pooey Fort Worth games, Indiana Fort University, Wayne. Purdue University, yeah. Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then, and then, but stayed in downtown Indy. We did go on a tour of the NCAA uh, Hall of Fame and Butler University, which is right up the street. It'd be like being in North Portland if you're in downtown, like the University of Portland. We toured Butler, saw the Hoosier doors and all of this Hoosier stuff. And then we go back, and uh, me and Steve Fink and uh, Charlie Halbrook were were out uh, in the evening time, and it was late in the evening time, and I'm facing... The bar, if you will, and I hear a voice behind me. Now, I knew who it was instantly, and it was a a human voice I hadn't heard since high school 25 years earlier, okay? This is true. Not for 25 years have I seen this person or heard this voice, 
But as soon as I heard it, I knew it. I turned around. Up on the big screen was a high school uh, classmate of mine doing local Indianapolis sports on TV. <laughs> and you turned and looked, and there he is. Well, you the, recognized the voice. I recognized the voice. 25 years Recognized later. the person. Wow. It was him. Cool. And I just thought that is the most unbelievable small world story. And the weird thing is, is that I never in my life, except for Beaver basketball, would have ever gone to Indianapolis, Indiana. Find out if he's still in the market and get him on the fence. He is. He works for Coin TV now in Portland. Oh, he does. Yeah. Okay. Well, you still he still might be a good guest to talk about the lay of the land there and the basketball craziness in that city and in that state and who the new coach will be at IU. You can't have Rick Pitino coach where Bob Knight coach, and for all the, for in my opinion, for all the things that Bob people may have misgivings about him, he ran unlike many of his uh, contemporaries, colleagues ran a clean program, and pe- people graduated. Yeah. And he didn't yeah. cheat, and I'm just not sure you can bring Pitino into the IU. World. It's an interesting if, if prospect, you, If you though. respect what what Knight did, great job by Phoenix to. Pitch around Jovan, strike out Get Gabe strike Matthews, out. and then the Beavers execute beautifully. Joe Casey with the sacrifice, Gretler a ground out, Meckler a two-run homer, a moment of truth yesterday. We'll talk more about that and other things tomorrow. All set, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And cue.